This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, February 1st, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Chuck Hagel has endured a first round of confirmation hearings for Secretary of Defense. The most pointed criticisms came from fellow Republicans. Chris Preble, Vice President of Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. There's a certain weirdness that just is inherent in these high-level hearings with potential cabinet members or high-level employees of uh, cabinets. Um, The most important thing, of course, is to not say anything that could be deemed controversial or contentious in any way, Um, you know, the – in each, in this case, or you know, in the case of Harry, Kerry's hearings before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, these committee members are the people that the nominee is going to have to work with if he is confirmed, and so there's a particular uh, incentive to be deferential and conciliatory as much as possible. Now, if the questioners are obviously not in a conciliatory mood, uh, you're kind of left uh, to to ta- to just kind of sit there and take it. Um, because otherwise, if you're combative, then are you seen as being uncooperative or, uh, you know, difficult, et cetera? And and I think that that's what we we saw a little bit yesterday. So what does I mean? What's what happens now? What do we actually learn anything in these hearings? <laughs> we learned that John McCain still really really cares about the war in Iraq. Um, he chose to spend his time talking about Iraq. Um, and he obviously cares about it. I mean, obviously, it's not good for him politically. It wasn't good for him politically in 2008. It wasn't good for the political for the Republican Party in 2008 and 2012, even. Um, and yet, he seemed to want to spend a lot of time talking about it and spend a lot of time talking about Chuck Hagel's opposition, uh, somewhat belated opposition to the war. Of course, Hagel voted for the war in the first place, but became uh, a fairly harsh critic of it. Um, he wanted John McCain wanted Senator Hagel to say uh, that he was a, made a mistake in not supporting the uh, surge, the so-called surge, the addition, uh, you know, adding of additional troops in 2007. Um, you know, if it were me, I would say, you know, I would have said no, Senator McCain, the, you know, adding, uh, you know, several tens of thousands of additional troops didn't uh, turn the tide in the way that you believe it did. And most importantly, it didn't vindicate the original decision to go to war in Iraq, which was a mistake. Um, I would have said it that way. Uh, Chuck Hagel didn't say it that way. And I think it does reflect a little bit his desire to not come off as as confrontational and, and contentious. Um, there were other, you know, there's a, f- a fair amount of focus, of course, on Iran. Um, I think that before the hearing, uh, Chuck Hagel had clarified what his views were to, to the extent that they were quite closely aligned with uh, Barack Obama's position, which is Iran should not get a nuclear weapon, that all options were on the table, the multilateral sanctions uh, can be effective and have been somewhat effective up to this point, that unilateral sanctions usually fail. Um, he had opportunities to clarify all of those points yesterday, um, not entirely, I think, to the satisfaction of the Republican members of the committee. But I think that the points that he made yesterday and kind of reaffirming what he said in the past uh, make, make perfect sense. There was a line of questioning uh, related to Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard right. Corps, right. Uh, a terrorist organization right. as designated. Right. But, uh, and in explaining a vote, it, it struck me that, that Hegel said, well, I voted against this in part because 
I didn't want to take the power away from Congress right. and hand it to the president to essentially go to war whenever he wanted. Right. I, I think, again, this is something that's lost on on many of the members of the, especially the Republicans on the committee yesterday, who, who really don't believe, uh, they, they pretend to believe, but it seems that they want to give the president of the United States whatever excuse he can have to not have to go to the Congress and basically say, you've already given me authorization in effect by voting to, you know, for this resolution or uh, whatever. Um, again, I think that Hegel didn't do a terrific job of explaining that. And I think it, it's easy to take a, a particular vote out of context. But he had an, an, he had an opportunity and, and we have an opportunity to to remind people that when you separate the president's ability to wage war, you know, the, the Congress's authority over war to essentially pre-delegate, uh, that can lead to a whole series of bad ends. And it's not something narrowly, you know, uh, applied to the Iranian National Guard Corps. It's also – Revolutionary Guard Corps. It's also uh, – could be true with other uh, organizations uh, with, within governments that we – even governments, for example, that we have decent relations with now but might not have decent relations with in the future. It seems to – in order to ensure that Congress is always relevant in, in these things, um, they, they shouldn't uh, hone in on a particular organization or group in the way that they, they seem to have wanted him to. So what is next for uh, Chuck Hagel in these in this discussion? Uh, I think that most observers believe that he will be confirmed. The 55 the, the Democrats, the 53 Democrats plus the two independents have all signaled they will vote in favor, or at least none have signaled that they won't. Um, a handful of Republicans are likely to vote for him. Um, I think it's unlikely that the, the Republicans will choose to filibuster. Um, Again, I don't believe this is the reason why President Obama put up Chuck Hagel's name to be Secretary of Defense. But if at the end of the day, uh, the the story is that the Republicans blocked the nomination of a Republican to be the Secretary of Defense because he had been right about Iraq and that's embarrassing to them, I think that would uh, – I don't again, I don't think that's the reason why Barack Obama put up his name. But if that's the story that emerges from this, uh, then I can't see how that's good for the Republican Party. This was instead an opportunity for them to, to demonstrate uh, that they had actually Learn something from the, the you know the most the, the singular foreign policy failure of, of recent memory, uh, and to not punish a man who belatedly again belatedly came around to the view uh, that that it was in fact a mistake. Chris Preble is vice president for defense and foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.